Isn't a Ouija board a harmless family game, or is there something more sinister about them? Unless you have experienced anything strange happening to you after playing in a Ouija board, the answer is probably harmless fun. However, there are countless stories that are either people who are susceptible to suggestion or genuinely believe they can contact the other side. It's long been said that dicing with the unknown is always risky, and as this list will prove, there are sometimes disturbing and shocking consequences to those who mess with the power of a spirit board. Here are five terrifying real Ouija board horror stories. But before we begin, as always, hit those lights, sit back, and enjoy. Gary Gilmore. On July 19th, 1976, career criminal Gary Gilmore robbed a gas station attendant, Max Jensen, at gunpoint in Oram, Utah. And despite Jensen complying with his demands, Gary shot him in the head twice and killed him. The next day, Gilmore robbed motel manager Ben Bushnell, who he also shot and killed. Shortly after the deaths, Gary was arrested after his cousin notified the police, and he was charged with murder. He later confessed to both killings, but was only convicted of killing Bushnell due to lack of evidence. Gary was sentenced to death for the crime, and he opted to be shot by firing squad. He refused to appeal his death sentence, and even fired his attorney who tried to get the sentence overturned. When his mother tried to stop the execution, he wrote to the local newspaper asking her to stop any appeals. Despite being a very intelligent, artistic man with an IQ of 133, Gary spent most of his adult life in and out of prison. He had a chaotic upbringing and a troubled relationship with his alcoholic father, Frank. But was that the reason he turned to crime? Or was his life already mapped out for him before he was born by his mother and her terrifying experience with an Ouija board? Gary's mother, Bessie, was a somewhat unstable character and was convinced her husband, Frank, was the illegitimate son of Houdini. Bessie also believed that all the problems her and her family had encountered throughout their life was the result of a demonic spirit that had attached itself to her when she messed with an Ouija board as a child. This belief was exacerbated when one of her sisters was killed and another one left paralyzed after an accident. When Bessie married Frank and the couple had children, they lived with Frank's mother, Faye, who was a medium. One evening after Faye had performed a seance, she was particularly fatigued and Bessie helped her to bed before going to bed herself. Later that night, Bessie woke up to a feeling of being touched and saw a demon face leering at her in the darkness. Shocked by what she saw, she called out to Faye, who started staggering towards her, telling her to get out and shouting it knows who you are. Bessie rushed through the house to rescue her four children and discovered the same demon standing over her son Gary, looking at him directly in his eyes. After the incident, Gary began to have terrible nightmares, and when he started getting in trouble at the age of 14, Bessie was convinced that that night, the demon she had summoned as a child had possessed her son, turning him into an angry and violent man to which he became. When Gary was executed by firing squad in 1977, Bessie was quoted as saying that the one who committed the crime was not her son, but was the demon that dwelt inside him. In an interesting side note, Gary's last words before his execution were, let's do it, which earned him fame when advertising executive Dan Whedon credited his parting words as the inspiration for Nike's tagline. 
He is also the subject of Norman Mailer's Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Executioner's Song, which was adapted into a movie starring Tommy Lee Jones. The Durham Dog Murder On Christmas Eve of 2014, Paul Carroll from County Durham in the UK used an Ouija board to try and contact the dead, but instead he believed he summoned an evil spirit that possessed his dog Molly. So in an act of complete insanity, he drowned poor Molly in a bath full of water. Paul later tried to bury her body near the Hat and Feather Inn, near Consent, but after fearing he would be disturbed, he cut her up and put the bits down the drain at the back of his house. Several days later, the drain became blocked and began to overflow, and emergency drainage men were called to unblock the drain, but they were unaware of the horror that had caused the blockage. However, a neighbour alerted the police after she went round to Paul's house and noticed the dog was missing. When she asked where it was, initially Paul told her it had been rehomed, before later admitting he had killed the dog. When the police arrived on January 10th, Paul told officers the dog had been possessed by an evil spirit, following a seance with an Ouija board. After the confession, the police moved quickly to remove three other dogs and a snake from the property. In court, Paul admitted he had killed Molly and was given an 18-week sentence, a supervised order, fined £165 and banned from keeping animals for 10 years. However, that was not the end of the story. Just one week after Paul's guilty plea, his wife Margaret and her daughter Katrina used the same Ouija board This time, the board told them they were going to die. The following day, both mother and daughter took an overdose of prescription drugs and set the house on fire. Thankfully, they both survived the fire, but were jailed for four years each for arson. Despite their claims, the Ouija board made them do it. The Ouija board made me do it. In 2012, three teenage friends from Westlaco, Texas were playing with an Ouija board in a wooded area near a local high school. At some point, for no apparent reason, one of the boys turned to one of his friends and stabbed him in the stomach with a four-inch blade. Then, in a moment of realization and possibly remorse, he picked his injured friend up and carried him to a nearby auto shop to seek help, and a witness claimed he was urging the victim to pretend that he had fallen on the knife. The injured boy luckily survived the near-fatal wound that caused intestinal laceration and a three-day stay in intensive care. Officers arrived at the scene quickly and arrested the unnamed boy, and when police asked him why he stabbed his longtime friend, he said the Ouija board made me. At the time, police spokesman J.P. Rodriguez said he actually believed what the Ouija board advised him. The boy was arrested and charged with attempted murder. At his trial, the boy tried to plead insanity, but it emerged that he had no history of mental illness, although he did believe that the board allegedly told him that his friend was the cause of all his problems, and that he should kill him. However, the fact that the boy realized what he had done and was lucid enough to seek help and urge his friends to cover up his crime, suggested he was perfectly sane when he stabbed his friend. It was a bizarre case, and eventually the boy was sentenced to three years at a Texas juvenile justice facility and it's very likely he is now free. Clotilde Marchant This next case proves that an Ouija board is not a modern phenomenon. On March 6, 1930, Clotilde Marchant, a French artist, was found dead at the foot of the stairs in her Buffalo, New York home by her young son, 
it quickly became apparent she hadn't fallen, but had been beaten to death. Clotilde was married to Henry Marchand, a French artist and renowned sculptor who studied under Auguste Rodin and was a specialist in dioramas and precision wax modeling. The couple had emigrated to the US in the 1920s with their children. Throughout their marriage, Henry had been a serial philanderer who had many affairs. Soon after the murder, suspicion initially fell on Henry, but after interviewing him, it became apparent that a young Seneca woman named Lilla Jimerson was a more likely suspect. Jimerson was one of Henry's models, whom he was having an affair with. Jimerson was arrested, and after questioning, she named an older Seneca woman called Nancy Bowen. Further questioning revealed that Lilla had convinced Bowen that Mrs. Marchand was a white witch who used her powers to kill Bowen's recently deceased husband, Charlie. The conclusion was apparently made by the two women when they played on a Ouija board to find an explanation for Charlie's death. Allegedly, the board revealed a message from Charlie spelling out they killed me. When the women asked the board who did it, the board spelled out Clotilde. It also revealed her address. Soon after the seance, Nancy started receiving letters signed Mrs. Dooley that claimed Clotilde Marchand was a witch who had hexed Charlie out of jealousy. But when that didn't work, she decided to kill him. Nancy, who was a vulnerable woman, became convinced that Clotilde killed her husband and she would be next. On the day of the murder, Bowen went to the Marchand's home and knocked on the door. When Clotilde opened it, Nancy accused her of being a witch and pulled out a hammer then mercilessly beat her before finishing her off by stuffing a chloroform-soaked paper down her throat. Both Nancy and Lilla were charged with murder, but remarkably, Lilla was acquitted after she claimed she was not party to the murder and implicated Henry, saying he was bored of his wife. Nancy was also released after pleading guilty to manslaughter and accepting a sentence of time served. By this time, Henry had moved to Albany and married his dead wife's 18-year-old niece, he was never prosecuted and died in 1951. Lilla Jimerson married a local man and lived a long life in Perrysburg, near her old reservation. She died in 1972. As for poor Clothide, she was buried in Section 40 in Forest Lawn Cemetery in Buffalo, New York, in an unmarked grave. The boys who asked the Ouija board the wrong questions. In 2007, teenage boys Joshua Tucker and Donald Schulschlin were messing with an Ouija board and asked if they should become serial killers. When the board replied yes, they asked who they should kill first, and the board replied mom. Close friend Joshua and Donald had been out Christmas shopping looking for a gift for Donald's mother, but when they failed to find anything suitable, Joshua suggested they purchase an Ouija board. After the purchase, Joshua's behavior changed drastically, and he told Donald that he had fantasized about raping and killing people. And after a heavy drinking session, the boys asked the Ouija board the question about becoming serial killers. Donald believed that during that session, Joshua had called forth the spirit of Satan and had become possessed. On December 20th, 2007, West Richland, Washington police received a 911 hang-up call from the Shulshans' home. When they arrived at the house, they found 15-year-old Donald and 16-year-old Joshua attempting to flee in a white truck. After apprehending the two boys, police entered the house and were confronted with a bloodbath. Just inside the front door lay the body of Donald's younger sister, 13-year-old Elizabeth. Joshua had sliced her throat while she was talking on the phone. 
In the back bedroom, they found Donald's mother, Lori. According to reports, Lori had walked in as the boys attempted to clean up after murdering Elizabeth, and Joshua chased her, then stabbed her several times. When the knife broke, Donald handed Joshua a dumbbell and a meat cleaver to finish the job. Lori was still alive when police found her, but later succumbed to her injuries en route to the hospital. Joshua pleaded guilty to the murders and was ordered to spend the next 40 years behind bars. Donald, who prosecutors determined had been an accomplice to the crime, but had not committed the murders himself, was offered a plea deal. In exchange for a guilty plea, he was sentenced to only nine and a half years, in spite of protests from his surviving family members. In the official court documents, Donald's claims of demonic possession were cited in the case, although these claims were never presented to a jury. So that's five terrifying, real-life Ouija board horror stories. Thanks for watching. We hope you're enjoying the Creepy Marathon month, and there's plenty more to come.